Dude, it was uh, 70 degrees in North Carolina yesterday. Today, snow. It's the yeah, weirdest we had, place on earth. We had a bizarre day too in New York. Yeah. What is up? This is Yahoo NFL Live with a couple of guys that did not win a million dollars yesterday. Pete McCarthy, Matt Savoka, follow him on social media at Draftaholic. What's up, Matt? We can't all be the boss, man, right? But uh, very excited to be here. Final Monday Night Football game of the regular season. But uh, this should be a good one. Probably Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Heinz Field. Browns eliminated. And uh, has there been any strange movement with the line on this one? Well, a, l- a little bit. Uh, I, I don't honestly don't get it. If you haven't followed this, uh, this is kind of the, the basics for today. The Steelers were a three-point favorite. 24 hours ago, the Browns were a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This line moved six-and-a-half points. And I'm looking at this morning. I'm like, what the heck happened? What am I missing? Who's hurt? Who's not playing for Cleveland? Is nobody that crazy on the injury report? Nothing has changed since yesterday. What the heck is this? It's because the Browns are eliminated from the playoffs. And the line has moved six and a half points. Now, look, we all like playing armchair psychologists, right? Who's motivated? Who's going to play? Yesterday, it was like, well, the Seahawks haven't been very motivated. The Lions play tough football. So, you know, let's play armchair psychologists. The Lions will stand. Mm-hmm, that didn't work. Like, is Cleveland not going to show up for a divisional game against the Browns at Monday Night Football when these guys are all playing for contracts when Baker Mayfield's playing for his career, maybe? I, I don't. I don't get it. Honestly. Yeah. I think you could uh, channel your inner Vince Vaughn from wedding crashers and just yell erroneous, erroneous. This mm-hmm. whole thing is erroneous. The whole, the whole changing of the line is ridiculous. And, you know, I guess you could play into the narrative here that suddenly the Steelers have more of a chance because if there are players who are on the fence, like they're injured on Cleveland, they may not play, but I think that's mostly BS. I think we should probably go with where the spread was a couple days ago, which is where the Browns are essentially three point favorites, kind of flirting with three and a half for a moment. Um, I kind of think it's going to be that way. And so we'll go into which players that really benefits. Uh, Also, we should mention that this game total has crept up all week. Started Mm. around 41, now 43 and a half. I'm not sure that's rational. Maybe there, you know, there has been some sharps on this line, but I actually think this might be the public coming in thinking they know too much at this point. Well, the weather's not expected to be much of a factor here. It's going to be cold, 28 degrees, but not much wind, no precipitation. It's uh, for a January football game at Pittsburgh is about as good as you can hope for here. And as we uh, reset our show here, of course, give us a like, subscribe, keep up with all of our shows, our DFS offers, our giveaways. Uh, Once you do subscribe, hit that notification button, get alerts when our shows do go live, and be sure to check out today's free premium tools and data, which are NFL player projections. And I think you said this is our last Monday night game, but that's not quite true. Uh, Two weeks from now in the playoffs, they've now changed it. So we'll be back breaking down a Monday nighter uh, for Yahoo in the, uh, in the postseason in a couple of weeks. So that'll be fun. I don't think either of these teams will be involved. Uh, The Steelers, (laughs) they need a couple of wins and the Jaguars to beat the Colts. So could you imagine though, that would be (laughs) stranger Uh, things have happened in the NFL, right? The Jets almost beat the Buccaneers yesterday. So uh, uh, that wasn't even the weirdest thing in that game, huh? No, no, it was not the, uh, the weirdest thing in that particular game. All right. uh, Before we get all sidetracked with that injuries, 
Cleveland. They're going to be without both of their starting safeties. They actually were last week as well against Green Bay. Uh, cornerback Troy Hill is out. Kareem Hunt, this will be a big one when the inactives come out. He is questionable, was limited in practice. Generally, if a guy's limited in practice, I think we expect him to play, but we'll find out before game time. Steelers pretty healthy. Uh, their center, Kendrick Green, is questionable. He was limited in practice on Saturday, so we'll see if he is able to go. Um, other narrative in this game, you mentioned it. Ben Roethlisberger, likely his final game at Heinz Field. I'll be honest, I don't care a lick about it as far as our perspective on this. Uh, this is not Kobe Bryant. He's not taking 70 shots tonight. Uh, if, is there a teammate who even gives a hoot that it's uh, Ben Roethlisberger's last game? He hasn't won anything with anybody that's still on the roster, right? Marquise Pouncey's long gone. I, I, do you buy into any of the narratives here? Roethlisberger, 13-0 all-time against the Browns at Heinz Field during the regular season. Do you pump up Big Ben any? because of the the narrative that's in play i don't pump up big ben because of the narrative i do think that you know he throws 38.4 times a game at sixth highest in the nfl we're projecting the steelers to throw plenty here and maybe he gets to 40 because of the narrative but we're not talking about 50 excuse me 50 throws all of a sudden here we're not changing the game plan Najee Harris is still going to get his work in the backfield you know Ben Roethlisberger probably his shoulder falls off if he throws 50 55 mm -hmm. times at this point so no I don't think we completely abandon the rush but the Steelers are one of the past heaviest teams in the league in our uh, awesome advanced stats page they are top 10 in both game script adjusted pass rate and game script adjusted pace of play so they are the hope for us in pace and passing though i'm not so bullish on in terms of total plays in this game leading to a ton of fantasy production all right and we'll deeper dive on roethlisberger and the steelers passing game in a moment uh, i suppose i don't know if it's narrative necessarily but we can't look at it. it's a divisional game these teams have played once this year it was a grinder it was 15 10 uh, I believe the Browns, yes, the Browns won that first matchup in Cleveland. Not a lot of points. We know the Browns, they want to run the ball. They're a very good running team. Pittsburgh is terrible against the run. One of the least efficient teams, when you look at DVOA against the run, they're third worst. Cleveland is second best. Uh, so that's a, that's a big matchup in this game. But anything you take away from the first time around going into tonight's game? You know, I try not to at this point. The fact that it was low scoring probably leads me to believe that the probability of this game being low scoring is increased slightly. But what we see from divisional opponents who know each other well is actually increased volatility in the range of outcomes compared to the average NFL game, not decreased. So even if people think that this is a playoff style battle and that it might be the most likely outcome, uh, we can't take too much away from the fact that it was 1510 last time. Okay. So we'll uh we'll move that to the side a little bit here and just look at hey, why look at one game when you could look at what we at now? 16, 15 games that we can look at for uh, for both these teams going into Monday night. All right, so we'll break down the Steelers passing game in a moment. Uh first let you know you can bring in the new year with two incredible offers on Osmo Plus Platinum for just 20 bucks. You get full access to all Osmo Plus tools and data for 22 days using promo code 2022. I heard a rumor they are uh, pretty helpful tools and somebody really took advantage of them yesterday. So uh, if you're looking to take down slates all year long, you can use promo code HAPPY22 for 20% off a year of Osmo Plus Platinum. Two great deals for access to everything you need, including player projections, ownership projections, lineup builder, boom bust, and more. These offers end January 7th at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. 
make known or just do it now uh, so get locked in before it's too late again that's promo code 2022 for 22 days and happy 22 for a full year of Osmo Plus Platinum. And you can follow the links in the description below to activate. Also, feel free if you have any questions about this game, you want to get into this game a little bit, you don't like something we said, get involved in the chat, yell at us. We like that. I could be roasted a little bit. It's okay. I went with the winter gear today. It was like 70 degrees the last few days in North Carolina. Now I'm like roasting by the chestnut fire, turtleneck look going. Savoka, I don't know. It's like 20 degrees where he is, and he's in the V-neck T-shirt chilling out. He's got a good heater in there, I guess. So uh, we're ready to go. That's that's how I feel today. I'm I'm rebelling against the actual weather outside by wearing the weather I want it to be inside. That's the beauty of playing DFS, right? You know, it's spend a whole <laughs> lot of time outside when it's uh, like this today. All right, let's get into the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, 25 bucks, pretty cheap for a quarterback, but. 20 touchdowns, eight interceptions. This has not been Roethlisberger of a few years ago. That's why he's going bye-bye after uh, next week. Uh, 240 yards per game is what we're looking at for Roethlisberger overall this year. Not much of a threat on the ground. I wouldn't count on those touchdowns, though. He does have one rushing touchdown this year. Um, again, we talked about the narrative with Roethlisberger. Let's just push that to the side because I don't think we think that's going to be a big factor in this game. Is he playable on Yahoo tonight? Oh, yeah, he's definitely playable, first of all. We've talked about this before on the Yahoo show, if you've tuned in you know, on Monday afternoons with us previously. Quarterbacks show up particularly as flex plays constantly, consistently mm. in Yahoo. The scoring format lends itself that way. And when you have quarterbacks who score the most raw fantasy points and you don't have to pay extra for the superstar spot, they end up there pretty often as well. In my latest run, I'm seeing Ben Roethlisberger show up as an optimal superstar play, something like 21% of the time. That's obviously pretty high. And even though I don't really like the Steelers passing game overall in the NFL. Like uh, he's 24th in adjusted yards per attempt, 24th in total QBR, 24th in expected points added. He's a below average quarterback at this point. And yet when I run the lineups, I'm still seeing him in the optimal lineup 69% of the time. So I'm going to get to plenty of Ben Roethlisberger. It doesn't really excite me. You know, I'll, I'm betting on something like, 15 to 18 fantasy points. If I get over 20, 25, I'm thrilled. Yeah, and the quarterbacks, as you mentioned, they're there all the time. Did you watch last night's game, Sunday Night Football? I did indeed. Uh, how, how did Sean Mannion look to you? Uh, not the greatest. Yeah. I will say not the greatest quarterback. Yeah. Uh, guess who was in the optimal lineup on Yahoo last night? Sean freaking Mannion with that game. <laughs> that game made the optimal lineup on Yahoo. He threw one garbage touch, one touchdown in garbage time. Let's put it that way. Uh, it wasn't a bad throw, but really didn't do anything the entire first half. They couldn't move the ball at all. And the quarterback still ended up in the optimal lineup. It just happens all the time on Yahoo, uh, particularly in those flex spots, as you mentioned. So, you know, this is a really interesting game because you don't have to pay up a whole lot for these quarterbacks. 25 for Roethlisberger and the minimum. Baker Mayfield at $20. We'll get to in a little bit. Uh, the Steelers pass a game a, a little easier to forecast than the Browns because we know Deontay Johnson is the number one option. Chase Claypool is number two. The Browns are a total mess. We'll get into them. Um, Pat Fryermuth has certainly been playable, has uh, been able to find the end zone seven times this year, was an optimal superstar a few weeks back, maybe a couple months back now on a Monday night football game for the Steelers. Uh, what jumps out at you when you look at the receiving core here for Pittsburgh? Yeah, I want to be over the field on Deontay Johnson. 
I just really enjoy watching this player just as a fan. And I think that from a volume standpoint, we can certainly uh, project at least eight targets. I mean, he had double digit targets for six straight weeks at one point this season. In in week 15, we saw him dip down to five targets. I thought that was going to reverse course. And sure enough, he gets nine targets last week in a blowout loss to Kansas City. Three in the red zone. He gets into the end zone late. That really helps his fantasy day. And... You know, currently I am really, really bullish on Deontay Johnson. I may recrunch before kickoff here, but right now my lineups have 51% Deontay Johnson. So I'm going to take a stand there for sure. One reason for that is uh, this is a little narrative based, but Chase Claypool's usage has been down since he made that boneheaded play against Minnesota as they were driving late. He said eight total targets since. Now he played on something like 85% of the snaps against Kansas City. He's not he, he's not benched, but I just don't think that they're giving him those same contested targets and one-on-one balls. Uh, Ben's just not throwing it up to him as much. Uh, not to say I have none of him. I still have about 30% of him in my latest crunch. I just am not overly bullish on him despite him being the big play guy in this offense. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Two weeks ago against Tennessee, he didn't see his usual allotment of snaps in that game. And I'm not 100% sure if it's, because it was the game after uh, what we saw in Minnesota, or it was just because they were playing from ahead um, or came back from that game. They came back in that game. They were behind the whole first half. Uh, But, you know, maybe he came out when they were able to start running the ball a little bit uh, late. Um, It's interesting with Claypool, yes, but we've definitely seen the production hasn't been there these last couple of weeks. So do you look at someone like James Washington? Uh, He had a good game not that long ago. Uh, but I looked at his overall numbers this season, really him and Ray Ray McLeod, you kind of throw a dart with those two. Washington has found the end zone a couple of times. McLeod is not. Um, I mentioned Friermuth, 64 targets this year, and the, the Steelers fans love him there as you, you kind of move our way down to some of the, the minimum price guys here. Yeah, I for sure I'm interested in Friermuth. He's obviously my third option, and he's kind of flirting with second option in terms of my uh, overall percentage of of lineups that I have him in. Friermuth is just used so frequently in the red zone and getting end zone targets, basically at the level of of no other player on this team in the second half of the season. And if Kyle Pitts didn't exist as a rookie tight end this year, we would be shouting from the rooftops how good Pat Friermuth of a, how good of a rookie season he has had this year. So touchdown upside is low in general for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I definitely want to take a chance on Firemuth. I will say James Washington is one that really disappoints me. He has an average depth of target over 12. He is basically the Chase Claypool light of this offense, but the ceiling projection does not look that good. I mean, obviously in a one-game slate, any receiver is on the field can get there, but... He's only had a 38% snap share since week 12. He's a pretty low probability play. So I I was just going to ask, you know, with Claypool seeing some lesser playing time, has Washington picked that up? And the answer apparently is uh, is looking like no. Yeah, right now I have three times the amount of Claypool in my lineups compared to James Washington. Yeah, and Claypool is a big play threat. Uh, Even if he puts up a goose egg tonight, something like that, which can happen, uh, it's kind of, it's hard to, you can't totally dismiss the guy. Uh, because he is capable of putting up a lot of yards in a short time. I think it was that second half against Minnesota. He was huge. Uh, he had about 80 yards receiving in the second half of that game. So he could put up a lot of yards and big plays in a short period of time. Uh, we've partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season to bring you some great offers. So check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum 
Click the link below to redeem. And if you need immediate access, email support at awesomeo.com. We'll get you all set up there. You can also receive a free $10 credit plus an additional $25 when you make your first deposit using promo code Yahoo10. Tonight, Yahoo's featuring their $100,000 baller contest with 20K going to first place. So make sure to enter that one. Remember to use our Yahoo DFS tools and projections to help you win big. They also have a $5 entry contest that has no management fee uh, that you can check out today as well. It's good to find those little edges wherever you can. And there are a lot of them on Yahoo if you keep uh, up on it throughout the week. The single game contest, they snuck in a Cardinals-Cowboys single game yesterday. I didn't even realize it. Uh, but you, you got to keep an eye on what's happening over there. And you do have a lot of overlay contests, a lot of contests where uh, there's more money going coming out than going in from the players. Does that make sense? It's it's the good way, you know? So you're uh, you're coming out ahead. Uh, it's the anti-rate. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You got it. Uh, all right, Cleveland passing game. Baker Mayfield. This guy stink. Does he not? I don't know. $20 uh, minimum price. He's, he's the same price, uh, price as uh, the quarterback for the Vikings last night. His name is already escaping me. 15 touchdowns, 11 interceptions on the Seasburg Mayfield. Was awful last week. Uh, was it four interceptions against the Green Bay Packers? He's still very playable to me, especially at $20, as we talked about with the way the quarterbacks stack up here. How do you like the matchup, though, against Pittsburgh, cold weather, the situation that Mayfield finds himself in? It's fine. Not stupendous. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, it's Sounds it's right. pretty meh, right? You know, we just went on a diatribe about why quarterbacks are super playable on Yahoo on a one-game slate. We don't need to go back into that. But Mayfield has essentially the same efficiency metrics as Ben Roethlisberger, and we weren't ultimately very enthused with Roethlisberger. You're still talking about a $20 player who we can project an immense amount of passing volume for. Fine on a one-game slate, still outside the top 20 in adjusted yards per attempt, in expected points added, in total QBR, in true passer rating, he's 17th. He's he's a below-average quarterback this season, no doubt about it, and yet he's showing up in 49% of the lineups uh, that I'm currently got going right now. And he's an optimal superstar in 12%. I'm not going to be bullish, super bullish on him at that spot, but certainly I will be getting to Baker Mayfield in the flex spot. You mentioned it earlier. Pittsburgh is significantly easier to rush against. And that usually works pretty well when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter are on your team, but I will be getting to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and we'll get into the running game in a moment. Uh, the receivers for Cleveland, it's tough. There's really – Jarvis Landry is supposed to be the go-to guy. Yes, he's missed some games this year. Remember seeing the stats of Devontae Adams during Sunday Night Football? He's got like 130 targets or something like that. Jarvis Landry leads the Browns with 69 targets. 452 yards for Jarvis Landry, the number one target. Uh, David Njoku, the tight end, is similar numbers. has found the end zone three times. Donovan Peoples-Jones has had some pretty big games this year, still right at under 500 receiving yards. Austin Hooper, uh, similar numbers as the rest of them, has found the end zone three times. Richard Higgins can get in the mix a little bit. We saw Anthony Schwartz have a, a good game last week against the Green Bay Packers. Harrison Bryant, I believe, got a touchdown last week for the Cleveland Browns, too. I, I, I it's a mess. <laughs> They're all cheap, which is good. But this is where yeah, if you have a lot of lineups, you get a taste of all of them. But I don't know if there's one that I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this guy tonight. Hey, you just nailed it. You just nailed it. Because I actually don't have 20% of any of these players. Oh. But 
I have over 10% of all of the players you just listed. I don't have 10% Harrison Bryant. I do have some of him, though. So the one I'm kind of taking a stand on is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Almost an identical air yard share, or actually more air yards, over the last six weeks for Donovan Peoples-Jones than Jarvis Landry, despite having less targets. So in terms of big play potential, Donovan Peoples-Jones sticks out to me, and I actually have more of him in my current builds than I do Jarvis Landry. Hmm. I also have Austin Hooper and David Njoku essentially have the same amount of them, uh, basically because I like the way that Cleveland uses tight ends in the red zone, specifically since week 12, Austin Hooper has the most red zone targets. Harrison Bryant has the second most targets and David Njoku is tied for the team lead in end zone targets. So that's, that's enough of a signal for me to say, all right, Tight ends are clearly a focal point where they matter most near the end zone. So I'm going to take shots at them. Again, we're not talking about being, taking a strong stand on any of them, but certainly in this one game slate, I'm going to have about 10 to 20% of them all. Scatter it up. And look, if you're playing five lineups, uh, you, you could scatter it a little bit, but it sounds like people's Jones would be your, your go-to where you would lean at this point. And the price tag helps a little bit. $11 versus 15 for Jarvis Landry though. I'm not sure how much the uh, we're running up against the salary cap this in this game. Yeah, it's not a huge deal. We no. we've got room to spend. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the running game here. Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns. This is where the Browns want to go. Uh, I mentioned at the top, the Browns were one of the best running teams in the NFL. The Steelers one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, based on DVOA, based on the efficiency. Chubb, he's the most expensive player on the board, thirty three dollars. He gets a lot of opportunities. How, how much did things change if Kareem Hunt does play tonight? How, how does that factor into what you do with this Cleveland run game? It does factor in a little bit. Now, I will say that the current builds I have expect Kareem Hunt to play, so I won't have to change anything unless he's ruled out. But the trend that I have been you know, pleasantly surprised with Nick Chubb about in the second half of the season may go away ultimately he's had four targets exactly four targets in three of his last four games and prior to week 12 the most targets he had seen in a game this season was two so mm. uh, the target ceiling is not really really high by any means but with kareem hunt in the lineup it probably goes back to that one to two target range which is a shame because in yards per reception and yards per route run Nick Chubb is just fine. He's at 9.1 yards per reception. He's just as good once he gets the ball in his hands through the air than on the ground. And he's incredible. He's one of the best runners in the league. Fourth in the NFL in evaded tackles. Ninth in the NFL in breakaway run rate. That's your ability to turn a rush into 10 yards or more. And fifth in true yards per carry. He's an unbelievable player. But here's what I will say. Even when boosting up Nick Chubb, in my projections, which I did. He is my favorite player on this slate in the top uh, stacks tool for Yahoo on Osmo.com. He is the highest in salary-weighted top stacks percentage. I am still only getting 39% Nick Chubb. That is fifth highest among all players. He just is very salary prohibitive on the site. Interesting. And it is a big number at 33 here. We talked about it's difficult to get away from the quarterbacks in some of these spots. Uh, and also you have Najee Harris on the other side, I suppose, you know, Kareem Hunt, uh, you know, and, and even Dearness Johnson, I suppose maybe the question would be better asked instead of Chubb, which made a great point about him not being as active in the passing game if Hunt plays, but I assume it kind of eliminates Dearness Johnson's role if uh, Hunt is active. 
A hundred percent. And, you know, it could mix in for a random goal line carry. It's a showdown slate. By all means, <laughs> play him as your flyer option. But uh, I, I won't have more than 10% of him. And uh, Stephen in the chat mentions the last game that Hunt played. He recalls he didn't do much, and that's true. But he also left in, like, the first quarter, I think, because I had him that day. I wasn't uh, all that thrilled about it. So I remember it. But I think that was probably three weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, he's been out. He's working his way back from this ankle injury. Uh, he was limited in practice. So again, we expect him to play, but that'll be one of the big inactives to keep an eye on when they do come out uh, about an hour and a half before kickoff. Uh, the Steelers run game. It's really just one guy. It's amazing how Najee Harris has eaten up almost all the carries here. Najee Harris is 268 carries. Uh, next up is Benny Snell Jr. with 23 what <laughs> uh, and Harris he's got 87 targets on top of it you know as much as we talk about the Browns they want to run the ball run the ball run the ball and the Steelers want to feed it to Najee Harris uh, to a large degree I don't know maybe too many people get all up into the uh, Ben Roethlisberger narrative and get away from Najee Harris tonight but uh, it, it's hard to do I don't think it's a wise move doing that uh, yeah, I really do like Najee Harris, the player. Obviously, he's handled an immense workload, as you alluded to. Number one in the NFL in opportunity share. Number one in total targets. Number one in uh, weighted opportunities. Number one in route participation rate. So it's not necessarily leaning on the running game for the Steelers, but it is leaning on the backfield, and that is just one player, Najee Harris. And you got to give him credit, too. He's been efficient. Ninth in total breakaway runs third in total evaded tackles and on that immense workload his evaded tackles per touch 29th in the nfl that's very very respectable now with that offensive line being as bad as it is and just the offense in general just not moving the ball well they're 28th in pff team offensive grades i'm not surprised to see Najee at 3.7 true yards per carry but the advanced metrics say that this is a high quality player uh, and, you know, in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed, which is a defensive metric I like to look at for, for specifically for fantasy, is I, I'm noticing that the Browns are actually quietly bottom 10 in the NFL against running backs specifically. Now, they're fifth best in PFF team defensive grades. They have a lot of good things going for them defensively, but I do wonder if there is actually a little bit of a leak here. I, I'm really bullish on Najee Harris. He's in over half my lineups right now. Yeah, Najee Harris, uh, six touchdowns this year on the ground, three touchdowns through the air. He gets so much usage. Uh, and there's just, I don't know how many running backs have the uh, percentage of carries that Najee Harris has with the Steelers this year. There can't be many. Uh, defense is very playable tonight, not very expensive. Browns 14, Steelers 13. You mentioned the over-under has been climbing up over the, the last day or so, but I don't think anyone would be surprised to see another 15 to 10 kind of game. Miles Garrett, I don't want to misquote him, but, uh, you know, seemed excited to be going up against Ben for his last home game here. We'll just put it that way. Uh, Steelers defense, not very good, but Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions last week. So this seems like a game where one of these defenses could end up with a ton of sacks, ton of turnovers. Maybe you find some big points in there somewhere. I absolutely think so. In terms of plays that player profiler has graded as dangerous throws, Ben Roethlisberger is number one in the NFL with 49 danger plays this year and 36 passes graded as interceptable. That's fourth highest in the NFL. Baker Mayfield is a little bit better than that in those stats. He's you know, outside the top 25, that's that's a good thing for him. But still, as you said, we've seen him in one game samples just 
completely be flummoxed by defenses. I don't necessarily think that's the most likely outcome here, but I'm getting to 20% of both uh, Steelers and the Browns here, at least. Not a lot in my superstar spot, but turnovers, and you can never predict a touchdown, but that seems kind of likely here by one of them. Yeah, I, I think so. And look, when you're playing a lot of running backs, as we talked about with Chubb and Harris, and, and maybe not as much Chubb in your case because of the salary, it makes some sense to, to mix them in with the defense there. So uh, I think you uh, you have a lot of things that that work out here. So uh, as we have uh, the, the last couple of minutes here, make a stand, Matt. What we look at, what do you love tonight? I, I know you, you like to spread out and, and cover a lot of different possibilities, but uh, you know one area that you want to hit hard uh, when you set your lineups later. Yeah, so uh, if you have the Fantasy Cruncher add-on, I'm pressing a bunch of like buttons on Nick Chubb at Superstar and Nick Chubb just as a flex play. I think he could absolutely rip this Pittsburgh Steelers rush defense to shreds. The the alternative game script I'm playing for is Deontay Johnson gets back up to that 13-14 target range, and so I'm going to be over the field on him for sure. If he gets into the end zone or has another game like he did in week 13 against Baltimore with two touchdowns and 105 receiving yards, I'm going to be really happy there. And he's the only one, or I'd say by far the most likely to have double-digit targets in this game. Yeah, we saw Devontae Adams uh, was uh, a receiver who found himself in the top spot last night. Uh, and Jalen Waddle, who you were on last week and uh, did a good call with uh, against the New Orleans Saints. So you can't get some uh, receivers certainly in the top spot there. I always like the um, the favored running back. So I, I like to split up between favorite, favorites and dogs. She, you kind of have an idea, all right, who's most likely to win the game, whatever. Uh, but the favored running back comes in as the superstar 23% of the time. And I'm going to cheat because uh, the Browns are the favorite. I, I don't understand what's going on with this line, why it changes six and a half points because they're theoretically not playing for a playoff spot tonight. Well, they aren't playing for a playoff spot, but they have plenty to play for. I, I don't get that. Uh, so I love Nick Chubb tonight. I, I think I'll be jumping on him in that superstar spot quite a bit. Uh, that goes with the data as well. Uh, with uh, If you check out the top stacks tool over there at Osimo as well. So uh, I, I really love Nick Chubb tonight. And then it'll just be a matter of trying to squeeze in the quarterbacks and what's what the heck is left over uh probably probably gonna be going against Deontay Johnson and hoping that he doesn't have that 14 reception game tonight yeah yeah uh, that that might be the thing that kills you if you go that way but I am gonna be so so heavy on Chubb so I, I can't disagree with you at all there all right so uh Monday Night Football we say uh Pittsburgh says goodbye to Ben Roethlisberger the Super Bowl champ couple times over and a uh rivalry game against the Browns with uh, you know, some minimal minimal meaning as far as the NFL playoffs are concerned. Uh, we appreciate you joining us here for the Yahoo NFL live show. A ton still coming up here on the Osmo DFS channel. Uh, NBA deeper dive pre-show begins at 4.15 Eastern time, just about 45 minutes from now. And then NFL showdown live before lock. Matt will be back at 7.15 Eastern. We'll have the inactives, the final thoughts, and getting ready to gear it all up for some football tonight, the last Monday night game of the regular season with their little bonus Monday night coming in a couple of weeks in the playoffs, which should be fun. Mr. Savoka, it's always a pleasure. And uh, thanks, guys, for watching. Good luck tonight.